Welcome to Episode 8 of the First Step Podcast. I'm excited to talk with experienced pediatric nurse Jennifer Walker about the toddler stage of life for your preschooler and how we can parent them according to their unique design. Welcome to the First Step Podcast from your friends in Wombaland. This podcast is designed to give you practical tips that will help you lay a strong spiritual foundation in the heart of your preschooler. My name is Kendra Fleming, and I am the host of the First Step Podcast. I've been a part of North Point Ministries for over 17 years, and if you know me at all, you know that kids are my favorite. I'm so excited today because we're going to be talking with a special guest, Jennifer Walker, who has over 20 years of experience in pediatric nursing and caring for infants and preschoolers. So we're going to dig right in and ask her a ton of questions. Jennifer, I'm so glad that you're here with us today. Uh, Tell us a little bit about your family and a little bit about what you do. Well, thank you so much for having me. I'm excited to be here. Um, I am the mom of three wonderful boys. My twins are 18, and I have a 21-year-old. And then my husband works a lot in the North Point world, and we've just been able to see how these ministries have just reached out and touched so many families. Um, I'm a half of Moms on Call, which you may have heard of. Uh, The other half is Laura Hunter. And the two of us, when we were pediatric nurses about 14 years ago, started seeing patients in their homes just to help them get used to how do you take care of a newborn. You remember when you first got that class in the hospital (laughs) and you didn't know what you needed to know. So it kind of got lost in translation. And when you were home with that baby, all of a sudden you recognize what you need to know. So we went in, met parents where they were. We put together this uh, bunch of information that we thought would be helpful. And what resulted was baby after baby after baby was sleeping through the night, which was huge. Um, But the parents were saying that they felt more confident. Mm -hmm. And so we really ran with that. We prayed about it and we moved forward. Now, at the time, between the two of us, we have eight kids. We were working 90 hours on call at a busy pediatric practice Mm -hmm. here in Atlanta. Um, But we recognized the value of having these confident parents who felt like they had a voice and who felt like they could ask questions because you can't ask a book a question. Yes, for sure. And I grew up with that a bit. So mm-hmm. our clients grew up and mm-hmm. then we started putting down the foundations mm-hmm. of discipline and managing those toddler questions mm-hmm. that came. And I absolutely, much like you, mm-hmm. fell in love with that toddler stage. Now, of course, being in it for 14 years, people beg us all the time, like, when are you coming out with the middle school, you know, resources? (laughs) And um, along with, you know, what we do Mm -hmm. in supporting parents, there's a lot of organizations that are so great in that age group. So we decided we'd stick with birth to four years. But today I'm super excited to talk about toddlers and to get at a mom's heart and to help bring the unique experience that I've had by partnering with families mm-hmm. literally all over the globe mm-hmm. through Skype and email, um, I have a really unique insight into how this is done across cultures with so many families. Sure. And I got to see these patterns arising yeah. in the behavior of toddlers. Yeah. And so I'm excited to talk about some of that with you today. For sure. So you you really just shared your heart and passion for toddlers. And I know a lot of our parents who are listening today, uh, they have that new little baby and they feel like I just finally like 
figured out how to get them to sleep and have mastered a feeding schedule. And now they're mobile, like things have suddenly really changed in our home. So uh, tell me a little bit about like why you think the toddler stage is so unique and uh, what is special about that uh, particular stage of life and and why we're going to talk specifically about that today. Well, I think I noticed one of the patterns that emerged was a lot of families when they invited me out to partner with me in their home to set down these foundational elements of discipline and positive discipline and how to handle everything from potty training to these epic tantrums, (laughs) Um, I noticed a couple of things. When I would go into the home, parents would often want a result of a perfectly behaved robot toddler. Like, how do I get, if this were real, how do I get that? Yeah. (laughs) And, um, you know, so a lot of it is just setting the expectations of this, Mm -hmm. the toddler years and what toddlers are after. What are they doing? What are they learning? And these frustrating behaviors, how can we use those to serve who they really are? And I noticed a lot of what was set up in the environments where toddlers Mm -hmm. are together. Yeah. That there is this, what I call the homogenization Mm -hmm. of toddlerhood. Mm -hmm. Like every toddler should be this well-behaved, scholastic rule follower. Mm -hmm. And really what I observed with so many of these toddlers and in my own home, having three kids and a set of twins who were flight risks, um, (laughs) was that they are so uniquely and designed so differently that oftentimes are trying to motivate one kind of toddler, trying to force them into this rule follower mode. And really their motivators were entirely different than say ours or their siblings. Yeah. One of my favorite stories about my twins when they were about four or five, we had this great campaign at church about kids who didn't have Mm -hmm. any shoes Mm -hmm. and Bryce comes home and he's like, mom, get all my savings. Like there's kids out there and they don't even have enough money for shoes And I'm feeling like a really stellar parent at this moment. I'm like, okay, this is great. And he turns to his twin brother, who in his own right is also kind and wonderful in a different way. And he goes, Hamilton, get all your savings. And Hamilton goes, no, I'm good. (laughs) Okay, but they're both wonderful in their own way, but they're different. Yes. And there's goodness in that and there's challenges in that. Mm -hmm. And I think what I started to realize is... How do we help parents to feel more effective and less stressed Mm -hmm. by unraveling what motivates their child? That specific child. For sure, yeah. So one of the things that I have noticed in even in my own children and in in, in kids in our program and is that the very best teachers, the very best parents, they are constantly like adapting their approach to their children. Uh, The ones who uh, really guide and teach children and really kind of reach into their little hearts and like you said, motivate them to have good behavior or learn something new or have a good day or what all those things are. They're constantly like adapting uh, their approach to the child as well as their personal technique with every child, which can feel a little overwhelming because like how many different things do we have to learn? But you've done a lot of research in this area and you have a lot of uh, experience in this area and you have kind of narrowed it down to like five different toddler designs. Can you share those five designs with us? Yes. One of the things that uh, Moms on Call Mm -hmm. set out to do as one of the first resources that came out from the voice of a mom was we recognized that what moms need, we're overwhelmed. We don't have a lot of time. Mm -hmm. We want things to be simple 
and also reassuring. And so what we set out to do with this toddler by design is what we call it, is to keep it from being too overwhelming. So we kind of like a right-hand line and a left-hand line. Like, here's some information that can be helpful to you. Mm -hmm. We're going to break it down and organize it in these bits that you can digest. And then we're going to say... How do you implement that really simply in your life? And on the other side of that, Mm -hmm. we also say, if that overwhelms you Mm -hmm. and you're just trying to like get a shower every day or, you know, then there's also things that work across the board Mm -hmm. for every child and every Mm -hmm. design. And at Moms on Call, we've come in partnership with so many parents to help them develop that voice that's not going to make them the perfect parent or the best parent. It's going to make them a more effective, less stressed parent at times. Mm -hmm. So no matter if you're able to unravel the motivators of every child that you have, whether it's one or seven or not, Mm -hmm. we can provide tools that speak to your child's heart and and really mm-hmm. make it feel more effective across the board. And that's sure. just simple, repetitive sure. truth. Yeah. So every turn, we're always talking about those things. Now, yeah. some of us who are very specific and yeah. we love it, we love personality tests uh-huh. and, you know, all these kind of things. Um, we developed one of the first tools that helped to kind of unravel the motivators behind these toddlers. And here's what they are. Mm-hmm. So um, we made them in a specific order. And interestingly, it, smel- it spells the word smart, S, social, M, movement, mm-hmm. A, an engineer, mm-hmm. R, rule follower, mm-hmm. and T, touch. Mm-hmm. And basically, after partnering with all these families and seeing literally thousands of toddlers and their behavior, I was mm-hmm. the director of um, early childhood education for yeah. a while, so I got to see them in group settings And just gathered all of that information to kind of give these different motivators a name and a way for us to kind of Mm -hmm. recognize why, like with my kids, you know, I had two flight risks. Why, when I put my kids down, did they run away from me? Like, Uh don't get your feelings hurt. It's not (laughs) you. They're not running from you. Yeah. They just love to run. Yeah. Or this touch kid. I get called on a lot of um, in-home consults with kids who are primarily motivated by touch Uh because they like to bite and hit and swat. Those parents are so nervous. Like, why Uh are they doing this? Am I going to raise a bully? Like, no, what they're looking for Uh is information about how to interact with the world Mm -hmm. in sensory ways, in that touch way. And oftentimes they're like, well, I tell dad, like, don't Mm -hmm. wrestle with him at night. Like he's going to school and he's, you know, trying to wrestle with other kids. I'm like, no, that's exactly what I want you to do. This is the information he's looking for in the world. He wants Mm -hmm. to know how much touch is too much, how much is too hard. Mm -hmm. He loves it. And Mm -hmm. we always celebrate this, especially in this season. We have football and stadiums filled with people get up and cheer when, you know, two guys on the field run into each other really hard. (laughs) And I always say, like, they didn't just figure that out one day in, you know, high school or college. Like, hey, you know what I really enjoy? Like, seeing another guy just wrestling him to the ground. Uh They came that way. And we don't Uh celebrate it in toddlerhood, Uh but we want to bring out the best of that behavior in the same way that these kids feel frustration is the way they feel elation in life. So whereas this kid might, you know, kind of swat or hit at you if you Mm -hmm. say something that they don't like or try and pick Mm -hmm. them up to take them to bed at night. On the other hand, 
they are the most affectionate kids, and they might be the first one to go to a sibling and rub their back if they see that they are hurt or sad. So there's really great things, and we try and break that down into what are the wonderful things and how can we speak into that and use that motivation. Yeah. When a touch kid is trying to potty train, yeah. like they're going to need some type of, you know, sensory stimulation. Yeah. You have that little book that has the little lamb that you can feel, you know. <laughs> yeah. That's going to be more yeah. effective for that kid because they're really giving them something that they're sure. really looking for in the world to help them yeah. hurdle these activities of daily living. Mm-hmm. Um, and every kid is a combination of designs. I can't stress this yeah. enough. We're not trying to pigeonhole anybody. Yeah. We just want to see what that primary motivator is so that we understand that they're not hitting us because we're raising a bully or we did yeah. something wrong and that's yeah. always at the heart of what a mom feels. Sure. What did I do to yeah. make them like this? Yeah. Well, the beautiful thing is they came like this because God has a plan for their yeah. life and he wants to utilize the way that he has designed them yeah. in order for them to enjoy that life and that future that he has for them. And we can speak into that. It is not your fault, but you can speak into that and bring out some of the best qualities of that by just measuring it. And we um, talk about hug moments at Moms on Call. And the hug moment is, you know, after a discipline or, you know, during the day, what kind of short, repetitive phrase might this kid need to hear on a regular basis? And so for the touch kid, you know, it might be like, you know, that is that touch is too hard. Can yeah. you do a soft touch? Yeah. Oh, yes, that's great. Yeah. Much better. And giving them time just to get a chance to get used to that. Sure. Whereas a social kid might need to hear, yeah. you know, I don't necessarily have to be looking at you every second of the day. You can <laughs> yeah. play by yourself for a few minutes yeah. and be great at that. Yeah. And so we offer up these really simple phrases yeah. that positively help them to measure the way that they're designed. Just sure. Um, to give parents an idea of some really simple ways mm-hmm. that they can address these different designs. Sure. So I know um, as we are watching our kids grow up, we will see, I mean, as a mom of four kids and also in the world where there's children all around me at all moments, we, we can definitely see that chil- different children struggle with different things uh, on a regular basis. And so you might just think like, oh, I just figured out how to get that one to quit throwing a timber tantrum. Then their brother or their sister comes along and they have a totally different struggle uh, a- as they grow. So talk to me a little bit about like how their unique design plays into how do we help them with their struggles? That is a great question, and I love that you ask it. So with the different designs, as I mentioned before, they're a combination. So you might have somebody who's super social. You might have a kid who is Mm -hmm. super rule follower. And you would think, like, that's the best one to have. Like, how do I get that one? (laughs) (laughs) You know, and Mm -hmm. you're at the grocery store, and one kid is just, like, screaming their head off and, you know, wants your attention every second. And then there's, you know, the mom in line in front of you, and her Mm -hmm. kid is just, like, sitting quietly and, you know, she's like, oh, well, you know, they're just like this all the time. <laughs> and um, and they are. That rule follower kid can tend to get a little bossy, can tend yes. to have trouble in situations where there are dueling authorities where I'm not sure whose rules to yep. follow. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, there's challenges with each one. But I think the recognition 
that they are different. And what you did with that first child who may have been a rule follower and was yeah. just, you know, simpler and yeah. they just did things because you told them and they yeah. loved the rules. Um, and then you get your next child who, yeah. let's say, is an engineer. <laughs> uh-huh. <Yeah. laughs> and they just want to know how things fit together. Mm-hmm. And they don't necessarily want any more than you to label things and show them how things work but they're not necessarily as social they're not necessarily as interactive sure so you know how do we speak into a rule follower Mm -hmm. we say you know what the rules at our house aren't always the same as somebody else's house Mm -hmm. i appreciate that yeah you know this child wants to set the rules for everybody and (laughs) all has to be the same so it's okay for people to do things differently than us then there's you know your next child who's an engineer Uh uh-huh and they have trouble moving from one activity to another. Sure. They are still busy putting this together. And if you yeah. go, hey, are you ready to go? Like the answer is always going to be no. Uh-huh. I'm actually putting these toys yeah. together in a way yeah. that I've already determined yeah. will take this amount of time. Mm-hmm. So I don't like to be interrupted. Mm-hmm. So for that kid, some of the tips and tricks mm-hmm. that help use that motivator, sure. they're motivated by process. Yeah. So then we can recognize that. And make a process out of getting out of the door. Mm-hmm. You know, when I say, let's start our engines and get out of here, yeah. you yeah. meet me at the door. Yeah. Put your hand on this little dot we have here. <laughs> yeah. And we'll be ready to go. Yeah. So it gives them a process. Oh, I know how this works. So I can good. be distracted from this process because I have uh-huh. that one. Sure. And sometimes just those simple uh-huh. little things, utilizing those motivators. Yeah. And then also utilizing, like I said, those hug Mm -hmm. moments. Yeah. So back to the touch kid, if they're, you know, being too rough Mm -hmm. with their sibling Mm -hmm. and they have to go to simmer time or time out, at the end of that, the point is I want to get back in there. Yeah. And I want to hug, hold them, Mm -hmm. it's H, U, use confident face, Mm -hmm. and G, give positive feedback. Mm -hmm. So that's hug moments. Mm -hmm. So I'm going to hold them, use my confident face, Mm -hmm. and give short feedback Mm -hmm. about that moment yeah hey you know we can't clobber our little sibling like that yeah but i know that you know how to treat your sibling Mm -hmm. and you're going to be great at it yeah so we agree that our toddlers like they have unique struggles there are unique things that motivate them and you you shared five design styles i know our parents are going to be really interested that it is the social design the movement design the uh, engineer design the rule follower design and the touch design and i feel like there's just like so much for them to learn uh, of those five design styles like what kind of resources and like what would you recommend to a parent who's like i am in the middle of toddler world and i want to understand my child better but like that's a lot of information yes we absolutely have tried to tackle that and make this information accessible and simple Mm -hmm. and we actually found the best way to do that was through an app so moms on call has a toddler by design app it's available in itunes it's available through google and what you do is you take a little quiz and it gives you this readout Mm -hmm. of how much of each one of those designs your child seemed to score. And and you as a parent can also look at these designs. You've probably heard these, you know, as we're talking Mm -hmm. and thought, oh, my kid is so social. Their lookometer (laughs) has to be filled, you know, (laughs) every four minutes all day long. Or my kid is definitely an engineer Mm -hmm. when you're talking about having so much trouble moving from one 
activity to another activity like that describes them perfectly. Or my kid is definitely that rule follower. Um, And then part of you goes, but there's another part of them that's really kind of that touch. Oh, but I'm not sure if maybe they're social and a rule follower. And so this just breaks it down so you can see what's dominant. And then usually there's one or two might be a little close, you know, second motivator Uh might be that engineer. And we break it down. We talk about why these things are wonderful. You especially need to know that. Mm -hmm. Those movement kids, they don't necessarily sit and listen to you explain. They're the ones that you go, look at me, and their eyes are darting everywhere. You're like, look at me, look at me, look at me. They're constantly bouncing. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) These instructions. Um, And so we say, here's, you know, the wonderful Mm -hmm. things about that. They're Mm going to be so active. It's wonderful. Mm -hmm. And the strengths and challenges are, you know, kind of just listed really quickly. Mm And then we talk about the hug moment phrases and how we can speak into that design. Mm-hmm. One of my favorite little segments yeah. is don't get your feelings hurt if. Uh-huh. So, you know, don't get your feelings hurt if your touch kid swats at you uh-huh. when you're, you know, telling them something that frustrates him. And we also have a section that goes over the primary challenges, which are sleeping, feeding, tantrums, and potty training. So what about this design mm-hmm. is specifically going to help me to, you know, potty train this kid or a tantrum. Social kids who are motivated by human interaction, they're motivated by the faces that you make and the tone of your voice. When these kids have a tantrum, it is Oscar worthy. (laughs) They got the lip quiver, Uh they can scream. And it's so important in that section, we tell parents like, listen, What is going on on their face is not an indication of the intensity of what they feel in their heart. They're social. They're trying out what this looks like Uh and sounds like, and it's brand new. Just like when they first learned to walk and they were Mm -hmm. figuring out, oh, what do these Mm -hmm. arms do? Social kids want to know, what does tone of voice do? (laughs) Yeah, And it's so freeing to recognize Mm -hmm. that that behavior isn't so intense as a mom you're heartbroken when they have (laughs) that tantrum yeah and be able then to speak into it sure like it's okay to not like things but it's not okay to emotionally hijack the whole household at dinner (laughs) so you can find a place to go do that yeah we'll have our hug moment in just a minute yeah love that and speak something really positive and good which is what parents want to do so um we just organize that information it would take you probably 20 minutes to read the whole thing okay that's great to know. And yeah. it's just sectioned out so, so you can helpful. go through each one. You can add up to nine children. Yeah. <laughs> you can Love do it. it over different yeah. periods of their life yeah. as their motivators change and just get those quick tips. Yeah. And at Moms on Call, it's what to say and what to do. Okay. We're not going to explain a whole lot. Yeah. We're just like, here's why it's good. Yeah. Here's why it's challenging. Here's some things you can say and do. Love it. And here's how that doesn't hurt your feelings. Yeah. So so uh, parents, we know you're going to want to like follow up and get this information. So we'll be sure to put in the show notes a link to the app so that you can find it easily and a way for you to be able to follow Jennifer Walker in social media and connect to Moms on Call and all of that good information. And I highly recommend that you do. I know lots of moms who have followed, especially with the newborn and getting a baby to sleep, this whole process. So I I really can't recommend it uh, high enough. Okay, so Jennifer, we're wrapping up. Is there anything that you just want to make sure that we say to these parents, moms and dads, really, as, as we wrap up? Absolutely. 
the kids are designed differently, just like we are. And, you know, in God's Word, He talks about, you know, there are some that have the gift of mercy and uh-huh. some that have the gift of teaching. Yeah. And, you know, really, He's made such a wonderful way for us to all work together. And what we're trying to do is take the guilt away from a parent's heart. We don't, I don't want us to borrow guilt. The enemy says, um, at least to my own heart, yeah. like, listen, you've ruined them and it's your fault. Like, I hear <laughs> yeah. that all the time. Mm-hmm. And I'd like to counter that mm-hmm. with the Word of God and the way God has created us to say, you know what, that may not really be a result of parenting style. That might be a result of design. And here's how we can take that. And instead of worrying about it, we can apply the truth to that and allow God's voice, which is a voice of hope and a voice of identity, to help us appreciate and build strong, adaptable kids. They are valuable just the way they are. They are valuable in every design, and they're challenging at different times according to that design. And we want to be able to speak into the heart of that mom and say, you know, this child yes. doesn't behave this way because you did something wrong. Right. And we tend to, you know, take sometimes our kids and our social life mm-hmm. and, and we just pull all the way back mm-hmm. because my kid's a touch kid or yeah. my kid's, you know, movement kid yeah. and I can't even go to the park. Like yeah. they run off and, yeah. you know, yeah. I'm so afraid I won't find it. And be able to not only give ourselves a grace about these designs and and a few things that are helpful, but also be able to look upon other kids who are different than ours and our sister's kids and our cousin's kids and be able to identify, oh, wait a minute. There is something so valuable about the fact that they're different than mine and teach parents to be able to celebrate that together. It's one of the things I call the sisterhood of motherhood. Don't miss out on the sisterhood of motherhood and celebrating the differences of the kids that are in your inner circle, and in your family, and in your home. Yeah, I love that so much. Okay, parents, so here's the takeaway that I want you to have. I want you to remember that our kids are designed and created uniquely by their Heavenly Father, and He values their uniqueness. So our job as parents is to learn everything we can about them so that we can really value how they were made as well. So thank you so much for spending time with me and with Jennifer, and I hope you have a great week. Thank you.